This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. I am so, so excited for today's episode. I just want to get right into it. We are bringing on Matt Wernig, who is the founder of 50 Dates, 50 States. And that's exactly what Matt is doing. He is going around the country, going on a date in every state. And his journey is so cool to hear about. Uh, a lot of you have been writing into us asking about what dating is like in different places in the country, because obviously we talk about dating in New York a lot, but I can't really speak to dating in other places because I haven't done that much of it. So I thought Matt would be the perfect person to bring on. And I just recorded the episode. I rushed to do the intro because I'm like on a high from it. I was smiling so much the entire time. And he is doing such a cool and unique thing and meeting so many incredible people. And I can't wait for y'all to hear about it. So before we get right in, just a reminder, make sure you are following if you're listening on Spotify or subscribed if you're listening on Apple or wherever else you're listening, make sure you are hooked in so you get all of our episodes when they launch so you don't miss a beat. And make sure you have followed us on Instagram or whatever platform you love to consume your social media on. We have a lot of great content coming out all the time. 
And lastly, if you are not yet a Patreon subscriber, or I guess a patron, a Patreon patron, I don't know, words are hard. Um, But make sure you check out all the things we have to offer on Patreon. We are doing some really cool things over there, like bonus episodes. And my favorite thing, which is you can actually get your dating app profile totally revamped. I will hop on a call with you over Zoom and we'll talk for a half hour. We will literally change the world in that half hour. Not actually, but you know, maybe we'll do some really cool things that will help improve your dating profile and help you find the person of your dreams. Who knows? Anything is possible. All right. 50 dates, 50 states. Let's do it. Let's bring Matt into the episode. All right. And now we are here with Matt Wernick in the episode. Matt, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be on. Thank you for being here. So Matt, can you set the stage and let our listeners know where you are in the world, how many dates you've been on, and a little bit about yourself. Like, who who are you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm the creator of 50 Days, 50 States, which entails me traveling around the U.S., going on a date with a girl, uh, a different girl in every single state. And so I'm currently in Minnesota, and uh, I just completed my 45th date in my 45th state. And so I'm on the very tail end only five states left in this whole journey. And it all began back in 2020 when COVID first hit. And, um, you know, I went on a virtual date with a girl in every state when everybody was at home quarantined, didn't really know what was going on. And from there, I, you know, got the wheels turning, was putting out highlights. And once I gained traction, that's when I decided to go meet them all in person. Wow. So you're meeting all of the people that you did the virtual dates with in person. Yes. Yep. Wow. That is so cool. Okay. That part of the story I did not know. Um, Okay. That's really, really awesome. So where are you originally from and what got you doing this when you were sitting at home quarantined in COVID? Like what made you think like, oh, I'm going to just go on all these dates with people in different places? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I'm originally from Montana, but then went to school out in North Dakota. And after I finished uh, school in North Dakota, I, I was working for a baseball team out there where my old job title, I was the director of fun. Great, great title. Um, and I handled, I handled all of our entertainment and things like that. And once quarantine hit and I was at home, like I was basically, I was still working, but just from home. And I think it was like a weekend or something like that. So my friends were over and we were just or like My roommates were there. That's what it was. And we were just, you know, all sitting there on our phones, like bored. That's when COVID first hit and everybody was just like, looking at ways to be entertained. Everything was shut down. Nobody really knew what was going on. And I remember I hopped on Tinder and it said like their passport mode popped up where you could place your location anywhere for free. And I remember I started, I was in North Dakota at the time. So I started placing my location and you know, the, the big cities, the glamorous cities of New York and LA and Boston and Dallas, all that stuff. And once I started getting matches, I didn't really understand like I was like, oh, it's just a confidence booster, if anything. I can't, like, ask to, you know, go have drinks or dinner or anything. And so I knew Zoom was on the rise, and I knew everyone was, like – I knew TikTok was going to become a a big thing and all that stuff. And so I just decided to – for some reason, it, like, hit me, and a light went off in my head. And it was like, what if I tried to go on a virtual date in every state? And then from there, I literally – I had, like – all I had was just my desk, a big whiteboard, a U.S. map, and I just would, like – schedule times and try and go on dates and it was it was like such a puzzle looking back and it's still a puzzle but I mean oh my goodness it was crazy like how it got the ball rolling and how it just like started but I just was like 
doing random stuff to make it work. I mean, you basically became the director of fun of your own life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a great way of saying it. And I thought, and I think like once I started diving into like that content creator type world, it was really fun. And it, it was, and so like going to what you just said, yeah, I, I liked doing that for like my own instead of necessarily for like another business and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was cool to take that jump and do this full time. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that because uh, I have done a lot of content for a lot of different companies, but then there's something so different about doing it for yourself. And you like also get to like learn more about yourself and, and see what different things you're interested in, which is really cool. So I have a lot of respect for that. Right. Well, did, did you, I know you said you used to work for Hinge. Did you like, is, do you do the podcast full time? So now I, I'm a freelancer. The podcast takes up like a third of my time. And then I still do some content for other clients, but I also have been really focusing on my own content. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. What, like you said, when you dive into that own world, like it's cool to be your own boss and, and yeah. have like, I mean, you can work with so many different arrays of people as long as you're holding yourself accountable. It's nice. Though. Exactly. Mindset Wellness CBD, Mindset Wellness CBD, Mindset Wellness CBD. Yes, I'm going to continuously brag about how amazing all of Mindset Wellness CBD's CBD gummies are because I genuinely am so obsessed with them. Everyone needs to try these things. I think I have gotten all of my friends hooked on them because they all come over and they're like, oh my God, I need to try them. And I'm like, like, I don't want to give mine away because I want them all. But I also want my friends to experience how great they are. And I'm not even kidding. My new, like the obsession within Mindset Wellness CBD, because yes, I have an obsession within my obsession is the Focus Gummies. They are incredible. Anytime I have a busy work day coming up, I wake up, I do my little morning routine, which really just consists of getting out of bed, brushing my teeth, making coffee, and then I pop a Focus Gummy and I power through my to-do list like there is no tomorrow. And it is such a great rewarding feeling and I love it. And I'm so grateful for these Focus Gummies. So definitely check them out, get your hands on some. If you have not yet, head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com. Use code seeing other people at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. Back to the app. Okay, so when you were doing these virtual dates, what were the conversations like? Like, were they all, I mean, I, I have to imagine that like some of them were pretty like surface level and others like took a turn and went in like a million different directions. Like what were these conversations like? Were there any that really like stuck out to you? And how did you kind of approach each being like, well, like we might never meet, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I slid into like the DMS of, or like the, yeah, if that's what you call it on Tinder, the Tinder message. Uh, yeah. 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 But like when, when I started getting matches, I basically like, I never tried to get to know them really. I just kind of, I didn't have time to like try and build this conversation and like let out something mend from it and then ask. I basically went right out the gate and I would like do a little hook to try and get people interested. I'd either say, I'd either say something like, Hey, uh, would you consider yourself a uh, fun and outgoing gal? And then, and then, you know, there, most girls would be like, Oh, I don't want to say no. Or what's his motive to this. They like kind of want to hear what like the, the end right. of that question is, what it's leading to. And, um, so I either say mm-hmm. that, or I'd say this one was, I, I usually use this one, but I would always say like, I bet what I'm about to ask you, you have never been asking your whole life. 
and and like you know rightfully so i feel like no one's ever asked somebody to be part of what i was doing and so then you know once they said yes or or sure whatever it is then i would be like yeah i'm starting this thing called 50 days 50 states i'm trying to go on a virtual date with a girl in every state like i'd love it if you could be my california day you could be my uh kentucky day like just like you know whatever state they were in and um from there like if they agreed to it we set up a time and then when we went on the virtual dates yeah like i tried to make them interesting and it, and it sucks sometimes because there is only so much you could do virtually like you know there's there's mm-hmm. kind of a ceiling to it and but i did try to make them interesting whether it was me um it being in like a wacky colorful suit or or like tuxedo type thing or sometimes i would have uh dinner delivered to their house like i'd ask if i could get their address and i'd like order them a pizza and get it to their house and everything and uh or i'd do like a magic trick or we'd have like a happy hour or we'd have morning mimosas like i would try to do things that were fun and and a little different so it wasn't just constantly like oh what year are you in school or like what's your favorite mm-hmm. food like it wasn't just the basic stuff um but i mean some of those i mean a lot of the dates cover a lot of those general things of the the similar okay. questions and things like that and i remember in the beginning i had like a list of questions just in case um you know things were like dull or i couldn't think of something to say and i i'd like go to the basic like Oh, so how's COVID where you are? You know, like something just basic yeah. or weather there, you know. <laughs> and um, but I mean, I only did that for like a couple of dates, and then I mean, it just I can talk to you know the I could talk to the wall behind me for ten minutes, and so I I can just have a conversation pretty naturally, and so they were all really good that way. And some obviously we like they were more like fun or playful than others, but they all went like really well. I thought there were some like that were a little more awkward and whatnot, but it was pretty good for the most part. That's so cool. And I really like how you mentioned that you tried to make them fun and like came up with all these different things to do. And I think that's so important for people to think about when they're planning dates in real life, which of course we're going to get to, but sometimes people are like, Oh, like, like first dates are so boring or like first dates are just the same like job interview every time. And it's the same conversation and it can be, but it also doesn't have to be, but it does take a little bit of effort to come up with an idea that's going to break the ice a little and and not have it be like that. Oh, hundred percent. And I think that's like the, you know, it just depends on different personalities and things like that. People getting to know each other for the first time or being shy. I remember some of my virtual dates, they were like, it's it's so crazy to think about this now and i'm like what was i doing but i remember like some of them were like four or five six hours long they were just like very long dates where we just talked and talked and talked and talked and i was like that's just so much with a random stranger like it really it really is but i mean it seemed to go all right so after some of these like longer and, and more intense virtual dates were you like continuing to talk to these people yeah. So, I mean, I would, uh, I asked them like all, if I'd be able to record the zoom and, you know, put out highlights and things like that. And, um, and, and so when I, when I did that, I would talk to them about like, when I put their highlight together, or I'd send it to them be like, Oh, what do you think of this? Or this was pretty funny or, and things like that. But I, I didn't really, I mean, it wasn't too much constant communication. I remember I always wanted to, um, at the very end, I wanted to have all 50 in one zoom chat. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so I told them all that, like, I'd be in contact with them when I wanted to set that up. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I, th- and I got all their numbers too. 
um, because yeah, just for like texting with that and coordinating and, uh, but I never, I had never thought of like what I'm doing now with traveling everywhere. Uh, like I didn't really think about that in the beginning. Um, right. I started kind of thinking about that the, the second half of, of my dates, but so I kept in communication with them here and there and some more than others, but nothing like too Jurassic where we are texting every day and, and things like that. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so let's get into how and when you decided to actually take this in real life and go to all of these states and then meet these girls in person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I started. I remember this. It was it was very similar, and I don't know like if it's coincidence or what, but <laughs> uh, or I just have random lights that go off in my head. Um, but like when I started this whole journey, like I said, a light bulb went off, and I was like, oh, like I could do this, this, this. And it was kind of similar for when I decided to go meet them all in person. I remember, uh, actually, I, um, I was contacted by a group of producers out in L.A., and they told me that they thought this would make for a good reality TV show. And it hit me then. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this could be something a lot bigger than what I had imagined. And uh, I remember I had got off a – we were in talks and things like that, and I had got off a phone call with them, and they, um, they were basically saying how – they were trying to get their feet wet in all kinds of different projects and things like that. And there were a smaller production company out there and um, they didn't have a lot of connections, stuff like that. But uh, um, they told me that they wanted me to continue to try and grow this. And so I remember mm -hmm. based on that conversation, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do that's bigger and better? And, and I remember uh, that light bulb went off and I just like immediately was like, okay, I'm going to go get my truck wrapped. I'm going to go travel everywhere. I'm going to make these dates adventurous. I'm going to, I just like drawn on pieces of paper, like putting the blueprints together, like really trying to figure out how I could scale this thing. And so, yeah, I just prepped and planned and finished out the rest of my dates. And then, um, I decided I was going to quit my full-time job and, uh, which was very scary. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but it, you know, it's, it's very intimidating because in this content creator influencer type world, um, it's money and finances are very sporadic. It's like, it's not just, Oh, you know, you get your, you know, weekly paycheck or biweekly paycheck. It's right. like, Oh, this could happen. This could happen. This can happen. And so going from a steady income, full-time job out of college, it was nerve wracking, but I, have learned in my short, like 24 years that, uh, sometimes the money will come with these things where you got to take risks, you got stuff like that. And so I took the jump and, um, I remember once I took the jump, I, you know, started getting sponsors and I was getting content put out there. And, and then on January 11th, that's when I, I hit the, I hit the road and, uh, I got back home, got everything squared away. And, uh, January 11th, I hit the road and I was on my, on my endeavor. I guess you'd say. Wow. Okay. This is crazy. And also like props to you for, for taking the jump and, and leaving your job and going all in because that is really, really scary to do, like you said, but it, I feel like it's one of the things in life that can be like the most rewarding is like um, going off on your own and like kind of just telling yourself like, yeah, like I can do this on my own. Like I have this idea. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. And, and you're doing it. And it, it's just so cool to see how well that has gone. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know. I think, I think that's like, there's that point in, I think everybody's had a point where they're like, Oh, do I, do I do this or this or all this is really scary. But I think honestly, it always works out in the long run for people who do make that jump. If they just stay committed or disciplined because it's way better. I would way rather, this is like my mindset through a lot of it was I would way rather go through this whole thing 
and just say like, I failed, then, yeah. then not do it and say, what if like that was a hundred percent. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So you hit the road January 11th. How did you decide where to start? How did you like, how early did you reach out to these girls when you were deciding like, okay, I'm going to go to this state at this point. Like talk me through that. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to make it the most efficiently like mapped. I didn't want to be like, Oh, I'm going to go to Oregon and then I'm going to go to New York and then I'm going to go to Texas. You know, like (laughs) I wanted to try that would be just brutal. Um, but I wanted to try and map it out the most efficient way. So I just kind of, um, I started in Montana and, um, I didn't have my date in Montana, but since that's where I'm from, I want that to be my last one. Uh, and so, yeah. (laughs) And so I, I went to like down to Wyoming and then I hit the whole West coast. I got by Idaho and Washington and Oregon and California and circled up through there a little bit and then uh, zigzag through the Midwest and then down hit the South, the whole East coast. And now I'm wrapping around back in that Midwest um, back leading to Montana. And so I tried to just map it out that way. And when I coordinated with dates, I, I told them all that uh, I wanted to give them a heads up. I never wanted to like text them a day before and be like, Hey, I'm in town. You ready? You know, I wanted to make sure it was planned and prepared and communicated with. And at first I tried to get like, I was going to try and schedule every single one of my dates. I was going to try to schedule them all out, but on the road, like living on the road, it's very, um, you know, it's a domino effect and there's so many schedules. There's 50 different schedules plus my own that you have to work with. And all these girls have, you know, they're either in college, they have part-time jobs, they have full-time jobs, they're families visiting, they're on vacation, like all sorts of different stuff. And so I had to make sure I was in certain areas at certain times or making sure things worked and, and the day and times worked out. Um, and in the beginning I was basically doing just date, travel, date, travel, date, travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of tough doing that because I didn't, um, I felt like I was rushing through. I feel like uh, some of these States, like I wasn't getting to f- experience the, everything the state had to offer, um, and things like that, which I wanted to focus a little bit more on with content building and stuff like that. So then I started to, you know, take a little bit more time and build in an extra day in each state, stuff like that. Um, but then I kind of got back to that date travel schedule as I, as I went on and, uh, but yeah, I was just balancing a lot of schedules. And I also had all my dates plan the date because I Ah. don't, I don't really know what there is to do for fun in those areas. And so I basically said, Hey, like you guys tell me, the ins and outs or the, your favorite things to do or something you've always wanted to experience, stuff like that. And so they were rock stars. And, and I told them that I didn't want to go to 50, 50 dates and have 50 dinner dates. I want to do fun stuff, you know, adventure, uh, adventurous things. Uh, because that, like, if I'm just going to dinner, having a conversation everywhere, that's not very engaging or intriguing. Totally. Okay. So, oh my God, this is so, this is really like one of the coolest things I've ever heard about. And I, I'm like, part of me is really envious because I wish (laughs) I could have done this, but I love hearing all about your experience. So they were planning the dates. So were the dates themselves, were they more like a friendly vibe or was there any like actual romance involved? Like, did you make really deep connections with some of these girls while you were on the dates with them? And, And what was it like? Like, were there any times where like either of you kind of felt a little bit more like connected and you wanted to keep talking or like go on another date and stay like, how, how did that work? Cause I know for me, like I could go on a date with someone and fall in love after one date. Really? Yeah. So I feel like this would be as much as I would want to do this. It would be really hard for me to 
like have these experiences with people and then leave. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned 
confirmed in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm always very curious on that. And, and um, I mean, when I, I, I go into all these with more of like a friendly vibe to it, because mm-hmm. for me, I know I have a mission to, an ac- to accomplish. And so if I, if I catch feelings on date six, then I have 44 other dates where I'm like, darn, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, I just like fully committed to it. And so I've kind of trained myself and developed this mindset where I know I have, yeah, she's an awesome gal and we connected really well, but I have, I'm leaving tomorrow to go see another date. And so mm-hmm. just kind of very weird, <laughs> but uh, you know, like that's just how it is. And I, I mean, some dates I definitely think I've, found more of a connection with because some of them planned multiple days worth. So there were some where I I had like two or three days with them because they had like a whole agenda planned and, and things like that. And so I spent a lot more time with them or I met their families. And with those things, obviously like the, you, you just get, it's like a little more intimate already because you spend more time with them and you're getting to know their life more. It's not just like, Oh, we went on like a four hour date. It's like, Oh, I've known you for like two or three days now. So I feel like those were always harder states to leave uh, once you, you know, meet their family and do those things. But for the most part, I always went into uh, more of a friendly uh, atmosphere to it. And and my followers, they always ask me, they say, how have you not caught feelings and stuff like that? And I'm curious, like what you said, I mean, if you like, do you think when you go on a date, like, do you, do you like really get genuine with it? Like, are you like, Oh, I, I could like you just want to want it to continue. Is that like would you catch feelings on the first date? I I really I mean my friends and I used to joke about this all the time. Um, like uh, my first few years out of college, we we had a jar in our apartment where we each had like a thing where if we did this thing or said this thing, we'd have to put a dollar in the jar. And for me, it was every time Alana comes home from a date and says, "I fell in love." I have to put a dollar in the jar. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know what it is about me, but I I really do. I mean, I'm also like, I'm definitely a a hopeless romantic. Like I want to, I've always like wanted to just like find love and and make like really deep connections with people. But it's, I, it's really hard for me to go into something with the mindset of like, this is just like, this isn't like, this can't be a thing, you know? I don't know. No, that, that, that makes sense. That, that does make sense because then like on that side of it, it's almost like, what's the point, right? Like mm-hmm. why go on a, why go on a date if you're not going to date them? 
or right. right? Like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I can, I can see that for me. I'm like, I feel like I have to spend a numerous amount of time with someone before I'm like, and maybe it's, I, I don't know, like I'm really picky <laughs> too. And, and I feel like I just like, will always like try and decipher something. Even if I have a great time with someone in one day, I'm like, I need to figure out more about him. I, do, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm like always like that. I mean, you know what? I, like I'm envious of, of you in that sense, because I think people like you who can have that mindset and, and go approach dating like that. I think you're bound to get hurt a lot less than people like me. That I get, I, I get what you're saying. Well, that's a, yeah. And I think it's like those people who have that heavy heart, you know, where they, mm-hmm. they go into something and they go all in and then yeah. maybe the other person doesn't reciprocate that as, right. as much. And then, yeah, you know, like someone catches feelings and they're committed to it in the first couple months of the relationship or even like the first couple of dates or whatever. And then if you get left on red or you don't get a call back or, you know, the, the relationship of the guy or girl isn't feeling it anymore. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Like the other person feels really bad who had those genuine committed feelings, I guess. Right. What I will say though, about the way that you're going about it is like, cause usually I'd get almost like mad at my like friends who are like, Oh, like I'm going to go on the state, but like, I'm not looking for anything. Like it's, it's good the way you've set everything up where like, they know what you're doing there. They know that you're leaving. They know that this is part of an adventure and an experience. And hopefully like the two of you will have a great time, like maybe learn something about each other, learn something about yourself and, and then like continue or not this friendship down the road. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And it's, it's actually really interesting because um, I mean that, I mean, I discussed my side of it and like you were saying, you know, I've had, they, they know what they're getting into. Uh, but you know, from the girl side of it, some of them, I can definitely tell, like, I can definitely tell that they have more feelings towards me wh- mm-hmm. where others are like, Oh, like he's in town. Cool. Let's have fun. You know, we'll do our date. Right. And, and it's in they're like, they're, they like to be part of the experience, things like that. But yeah, some of them I can tell, like they, they have more like that deep feeling towards it or they get really nervous before they meet me or like it's, and it's very, it's super interesting. It's almost like this like human personality case study in a way. It's just very interesting. These 50 personalities, how they all mend in different ways or how they, uh, how they organize stuff, how they plan the dates, how they're emotionally attached. If they're, they're like, they're, yeah, just their overall personality. It's very interesting. I can imagine. And I mean, that, that brings me to the big point here that I want to discuss, or one of the few big points is from like state to state and from date to date, huh? rhymes, more rhymes, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> what have you noticed or, or, or like talked about with them about what dating is like in these places? Because I can imagine it's, it's very different in these places. And yes, you're going on dates that they're planning, but do you hear about like what dating is like within the world they live in, you know? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And it's, yeah, I've, I've definitely learned a lot about that. And I think what I've learned is just honestly a lot of, of like how people are raised in like the certain areas they're in. Like if you're raised in the heart of New York City, you are going to go into a relationship a lot differently than someone who grew up in uh, a small farm town in Alabama. Like it's like you, it, you're not going to be the same. And it's just so interesting to see that in my dates and kind of going back to what I was saying, like in their different personalities and perspectives. And I mean, sometimes there's the people who in their small town, they've dated 
everyone in their high school. That's no shame. That's just right. like, that's just how it is. Like everybody does that. Like everybody in the high school is like swapping boyfriend, girlfriend, like they're doing their thing. It's just small town. Everybody knows each other. And then, um, so they're always used to being in a relationship. And so they just kind of balance from relationship to relationship. Then there's others who's like, who, you know, you have, you have a classroom or uh, classmates in school that, you know, there's thousands and thousands of kids. It's a huge school. So you don't, you know, you don't know as many people, or maybe you weren't part of a popular group or you didn't find that right person in high school because everybody was jerks or whatever it is, you know? And so like, you don't have that dating experience. And so you're more picky or you don't know how to act in those ways. It's just so interesting, I guess, the backgrounds of people and, and the environments they grew up in and how that transfers, I guess, to where they are now with relationships. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think that's something we don't necessarily always consider. So like, I am from like a suburb of New York City, and I live in New York City right now. And Uh I think one of the things about New York is that you really do have people from all over the country and all over the world coming and and they're in your dating pool. So you have to kind of take a step back when you meet someone and think about like how they grew up and like what they were raised to like value and and believe and and then kind of take that into account when you're actually like starting to potentially pursue a relationship with them or, or date them because everyone really is different, like you said. And I think that's something that we kind of forget because I, I think the and I'm I'm trying to like think about how I want to say this, but I think we all go into something like on the surface level, expecting other people to be like us. A hundred percent. I agree. Yep. And that's not at all the case, but it's, it's, we forget that. And then it's like, Oh, surprise. Like somebody was raised completely differently than you were, which yeah. is, it's so cool how you are meeting so many different types of people with different personalities. Like you said, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's sometimes when you're so used to doing something yourself, you think it's so normal for everybody else to do. And then mm-hmm. when it's not like that, you're like, oh, wait, what? It's like it's like people in certain states talk a certain way or like – I remember like uh, just like for example, like on the East Coast, out my mind was blown how people call like suckers lollipops. And, oh my God. <laughs> and, and like, and like we all call it suckers, but they call it lollipops and like, but just like going into that, it gets so normal for them. And for me, it's normal in a different way. And so it's like that, just those little things, but going into like the dating sense, like it could be normal for someone to open the door for someone, uh, and hold the door and, and do that. And it, or it could be normal for someone to go to the door and give someone flowers, like, it, you know, things like that. Or sometimes it's normal for, uh, the guy to take the bill, whatever it is. Like, it's very, it's so different on how you were raised, the background, small town, big town, all, all that stuff too. Another thing I find like super interesting about it is, and I don't know what this is. I still don't know what this stems from, but sometimes like, and this, this is for guys and girls, but like sometimes when you are a very, very good looking individual, like a guy or a girl where, you know, everybody knows you're good looking, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there's an ego that comes with it. Like you think you're hot stuff. You think you're a little better. You like, you know, you're praised, you're glorified. Like you've been a ladies man or you've been, or all the guys have chased you, whatever it is. And, and so sometimes that ego builds. And then there's some people who have those looks and they are just like the most humble, nice, genuine people. And like you, they, they like, are just like, Oh, you think I'm pretty or that's very nice. And it's, I haven't been able to figure out like why one person's this way and why another person isn't it, it just that blows my mind it's crazy to me 
that that is really cool to realize and to to kind of think about and yeah I, I do wonder what makes someone one way or the other way. And, and maybe it does have to do with like their surroundings and the yeah. like culture of the world they're in. I don't know. That, that's yeah. really crazy though. Right. Yeah. Okay. So next question. What have there been any like, uh, like over, not over the top, but like dates that have really stood out. Like when you think back, obviously you still have a few dates left, so we're not discounting those, but the dates you've been on, what have been like the most memorable or like if you were to replicate this experience for someone else, like what dates would you say like you have to do this or like everybody has to do a date like this? What would those be? Uh, Like the specific kind of mo, like the specific things maybe? Yeah, like the activity, like the date activity or like the date plan. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I've enjoyed um, is I, I know on in my in Colorado I did a cooking class, and then in Arkansas I did a salsa dancing class. And I remember the classes like I, those are some of my favorite things I've done because you're both learning together and you're both like experiencing something together. So it's like kind of fun. It's not like and it's and it's hands on. It's not like oh, we're sitting together in a class learning about astronomy or like, right. or, you know, it's like, it's hands-on, it's fun. Like usually the instructors or the the teachers are, are fun and they're like touristy and things like that. And so that's, that was like really cool um, to do some of those like classes, whatever you might be doing with your significant other, whether that's painting or dancing or cooking, stuff like that. I think it's cool. Um, I've enjoyed like visiting other environments, like in certain areas. And so I think, I think it's um, healthy for people to like explore, whether it's hiking, going to national parks, going to like going out and kayaking, uh, go paddle boarding, like go out in little areas that, you know, might not be as well known. You don't have to go to everything that everybody knows, like Yellowstone National Park or Niagara Falls or um, the Redwoods and things like that. But maybe Mm -hmm. there's these other little spots that it's like, oh, only locals know. Or if you just talk yeah. to a couple people, they'll know. I think that stuff's really cool. And it's not as common, I guess you could say. Imagine how great it could be if you could get a great night's sleep, wake up in the morning, get everything you need to do done for the day, and still have time to like actually enjoy yourself and take care of yourself and do a little self-care or go see a friend. Oh, wait, you can do that. If you take a rest gummy from Mindset Wellness CBD at night, you... I guarantee you will have the perfect night's sleep to wake up and then take a focus gummy and get everything you need to do and more done for the day while feeling great. And CBD is not addictive or anything like that. It's not a drug and it's totally legal and safe and healthy. And Mindset Wellness CBD's gummies are also non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, all that amazing stuff, and they taste incredible. So it's like a million wins and no losses by taking Mindset Wellness CBD's gummies. So I love them. I take them every day, and you 100% should too. So hopefully you have by now, but if you haven't, head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and, of course, use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. I think it's so cool that you're going to like the these specific like towns where these people live it's not like you're going to the big cities or like the touristy destinations like you're actually meeting them where they're at right yeah yeah for sure and and some of them some of them do like take me to a bigger spot and and things like that just for uh you know reference and things to do uh Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot but sometimes like it'd be cooler 
um, to instead of going to the Las Vegas Strip, maybe going to this other part of Vegas that nobody knows about. You know, totally. so you, you, you never know. And so I think uh, I think those are always really cool things. Some more, um, I think it also makes it more intimate in a way. Like it's not just like oh you're a tourist and you're taking pictures by this and this and it's the common stuff. I mean, obviously Definitely. a lot of those things are really cool to see. Um, but sometimes if you're if it's just you and her in a hole in the wall bar that's uh, been around since the the 80s or something, I don't know. Like it's just it's just kind of cool to like there's like a story behind it in a way. Definitely, it's almost like you're going on a tour of like all bachelor hometown dates. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why and that's why I told my dates like I didn't want them to be just dinner dates because mm-hmm. I feel like the bachelor when that shows on and they do adventurous stuff or a, it's a it's a group date at an amusement park or they bring them to their hometown and they do um like uh they go they're a pilot or they're windsurfing or something like it's people like seeing people do those things. And, and not so yeah. much. Sometimes it's nice when it gets intimate and it's a conversation and it's documented. Um, but also sometimes there's like privacy with that as well. And so, um, yeah, I think some yeah. of those adventurous type things are, are really unique. Totally. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Have you been surprised by any of either the the girls or the places where you're like, oh, I would never before I've seen myself dating someone from like whatever, like, Florida or Washington state, or like, I could never see myself like living here, but now that I've had this experience, like, Oh yeah, like this is something, or this is not something that would work for me. Yeah. I think, I think for me personally, like area is a big thing and like weather and and stuff like that. So like, there's Mm -hmm. been, there's been places where I visited and I'm like, Oh, this state is amazing, but maybe necessarily my date wasn't like the best date or or mm-hmm. uh or vice versa i'm like oh this date was amazing but this state's like no thank you you know and so it's it just yeah. kind of your own personal preference it's like when people move some people have the preference of like weather others just uh like if it's quiet or busy or fun things to do or nightlife or um you know if, or animals and things like that so there's there's a lot of just like different personal preferences and so i think there's been some where like where it's it's been uh you know, both positive where I'm like, oh, the date was awesome and the location. And I'm like, oh, I could totally see myself yeah. being in that area or, or whatnot. Um, and those are obviously like some of the funnest dates because they go hand in hand and it it, it goes all right, I guess. Have right, you of course. have you experienced like going on a date with someone in a different town? Like I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming probably, but like yeah, have you Yeah. Um I've definitely yeah. So I've lived, um, 
I lived in LA for a bit. I did like a semester of school there. And then I've actually ended up like going back there a ton. And I, I've dated a few people who lived in LA. So I've definitely done like California style dates. And the thing is like, I, in, in dating these people, it was a really hard thing for me because they either like lived in LA or were moving to LA. And like, after my experience living there and like my whole family's in New York, I was like, this is like, it was a really big issue almost because I wanted, I want to stay in New York. And I like, it's like, no matter how much I liked this person and wanted to be with them, like it was always this big weight of like, well, they're there and they don't want to be here. Or maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe they'll move back to New York at some point, but not for a while. And like, I can't see myself leaving New York. And if I were to, it it would just be for that person. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a relationship. So that was definitely tough. Other than that, I don't think I've like gone on dates in other places, but I should. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm dating, I'm dating somebody now, so maybe we'll 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 do fifty of our own dates in fifty states. <laughs> that would be so fun! Wait, that's so cool! Wow. Okay, I'm inspired. It's happening. <laughs> he's he's going to be listening to this and being like, "Oh no." <laughs> um, that is that is like interesting though that you brought that up. It's a good point, like on how uh, the like the ones who like to be in their hometown or move away. And and so for me, like fun fact about me is I've actually, and it's going to be funny because I'm the guy who's you know I'm Mister Fifty Dates guy, um, but mm-hmm. I've like never had a girlfriend. And I think, and I, and I think it's because I've, I've always been on that roadblock of, I know I'm going somewhere else and I don't want to like fall in love or catch feelings for someone and then have that crossroad. Like you were talking about, well, like, Oh, it, would I, would I want to stay here? I want to be back home and things like that. For me, it was like in Montana growing up, I knew I didn't want to get a girlfriend because I knew I was going to go out of state for college. And then in North Dakota, I knew I was definitely not going to be in, I don't want to live in North Dakota my whole life. I knew it was pretty temporary. And a lot of the girls up there that I met, like they were born, raised, and they wanted to live and die there. And I just didn't want to, didn't want to like, I didn't want to sacrifice like what my dreams and ambitions were to, for, uh, you know, a girl. And so I just never committed and things like that. And I mean, when you get in relationships, like you have to sacrifice, you have to, you know, spend time with them and make Mm -hmm. sacrifices. I understand that, but I've just been, I've honestly been like scared to do that because I don't want to have that crossroad or like spend four years of my life with someone. And then I'm like, oh, they're there. They want to stay here. I don't, you know, then it's it's just tough, I guess you'd say. Yeah. As hard as it is, as I, like you mentioned, like it's, it's scary to get yourself into that situation, but I have respect for you for like realizing that about yourself and, and sticking to that. Cause I think what happens is sometimes like people have that in their head, but then they let themselves get into something with someone. And then both people end up getting really fucking hurt at the end of the day. So it's actually like really cool the way that you have known this about yourself. And you obviously have a lot of ambition and passions and like big goals and dreams. So it's, it's cool that you're still having these dating experiences, you're having these amazing life experiences where you're learning about yourself and about other people and like human interaction and connection. But you're doing it in a way that isn't going to hurt anyone or yourself. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I like applaud you on that. Um, So what is next for you after you finish this? Are there any 
are, are there any dates or states you're going to want to go back to, or are you going to do 50 chicks in 50 countries? <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan? Yeah. So, um, I mean, after this whole thing, I've, I've thought about trying to do something fun where, cause I almost do feel like my followers and people have been, you know, following along my journey. I feel like they almost do deserve like some sort of end where I like, say who my favorite was, or I go visit my favorite and like reveal it in a fun way or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I did tell all my day, like, I, I, I like to think I'm a nice guy. And so I told my, I told my (laughs) dates that I would never want to like rank them or ever put them in a situation where it was like, Oh, here's my favorite. Here's my least favorite. Like never want to do that to someone. Um, so I don't know. I still like face the fear of if I picked a favorite, like some of my other dates who had a really good time with me, they're like, Oh darn. I just like don't want to like upset anyone. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see on all that. But uh, in terms of like the big picture, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It can go in a couple different ways. I'm right now planning to develop it into a season two. And I've laid this foundation now where I consider this all season one. And uh, I know what's worked, what hasn't worked, what's been good, what's been bad. And I basically think that if I try and create a season two and I bring on uh, a new bachelor, uh, then I become more of like a host role to this. And then I start a recruitment process, Ooh. for a new bachelor, new dates, uh, things like that. Or, um, you know, I've, I've thought about, Oh, do I stay in it? And then I bring on someone, we do double dates, stuff like that, you know? And so there's a, or do I have a girl do this with, you know, 50, 50 different gentlemen. And so, you know, there's, there's, uh, all kinds of routes to it. I, I see that the sky's the limit. Like there's, there's not really a ceiling to it, and there's a, dun- a bunch of different avenues it could go down. So I'm I'm curious when I get back home to get to the drawing board and just try and to, de- uh, to develop this into a season two, and then like release the season two like tour where it's you know the schedule of us going out and and what states we'll be in and when and and highlighting these these new group of individuals. I think that'd just be really cool. I'm obsessed with, I mean, I'm smiling so big, my, like this entire time my face hurts. That is so cool. I'm picturing you now back after these next few dates, back in your room with your whiteboard and like all your pieces of paper with all your ideas. It's That's so cool. And yeah, I mean, the sky definitely is the limit. So it's really cool that you're thinking about all the different options. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's very, it's, I, I'm like, and I have a lot of time to think when I'm driving to state to state, you know, I'm like, I'm always just brainstorming, okay, I could do this, or I could do this, or I'll try this, or I'll type something in my phone. So it's going to be fun to try and execute and uh, bring them all to life. Definitely. Okay, so before I let you go, we have a few, uh, like, general dating questions from our listeners. Okay. Um, Okay, first one. If he takes three days to text back, should I reply? If yes, how long should I wait, or should I reply right away? As the guy in the room, what do you think of that? So if someone doesn't text you back for three days, should you text them? That's that's. Should you reply? And if so, like, do you reply right away, or do you also wait a few hours or a few days? I I say reply. I mean, I I think the really toxic thing is like this cat and mouse game of like, oh, I'm gonna wait 15 minutes to open this, or I'm gonna reply to him tomorrow, or I'm not gonna respond right away because I'm too eager, like. It's just at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of BS. It's like, oh my gosh, just if I like you and you like me, or we're both interested in each other, can we not just text or snap when we're both available to do so? So I think, you know, yeah. don't try it. Try to avoid all games. And if you want to talk to someone, 
talk to someone, but also be self-aware enough to like not bug them or respect their time or, you know, don't be annoying, you know, but I would think reply. Yeah, 100%. I think the second you get down the path of playing these games and, and timing things out, it, you're doomed. Like it's not going oh. anywhere if that's how you're going about it. I think you have to just like, if you see a text and you want to respond, respond. If you're busy, respond when you're not busy anymore. And and just that that's how it's got to be. If if you're playing this, like you said, cat and mouse game, it's it's not going anywhere. 100%. Yeah. Cool. All right. The next one. Can a girl ask a guy for a second date? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think I think that gives like a guy. I think sometimes there's this pressure on a guy to do a bunch of things. And they're always just so a lot of the times they're just so afraid to do them because they uh, they they don't know what to expect from the girl. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, confidence builds when there's like evidence showing it's going good, right? Like, oh, all like uh, on a, on a first date, you might, uh, you might want to ask for her number at the end, or you might want to try and give her a kiss at the end, or you might want to ask her for a second date at the end, whatever it is. If you're confident enough that the date went well, you guys were, she was being flirty or she was being fun or like, you know, you build that confidence. But if you don't really know, and a girl you know, brings it out for you, you're going to be like, Oh yes. Or, or that's awesome. You know? So I think, yeah. I think if a girl asks for a second date, that's, that's awesome. If a guy doesn't want to, I mean, you gotta just, just roll with that, I guess. But. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. And I think from, from a girl's perspective, like, well, here's what I'll say. Every time I've asked a guy, if like a girl can ask a guy out on a date, they've been like, hell yes. Like that is so attractive because girls don't do that. So when they do, it's like, it's bold and it's hot and it's great. And it makes me excited. So like, yeah, yeah, it's scary because you're like worried you're going to get rejected or whatever. But like, if they're talking to you, they're likely interested in going on a date with you. And if you feel like the date went really well and you're still talking after, then like, yeah, the, the signs are all there. So just like do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. And then how do you turn a first date into friends with benefits? Hmm. Well, I'd say you really got to, you got to find out what the other person's motive is, like basically through conversation. I mean, if you're talking to someone and they say they just got out of a very committed relationship and they're looking for like you can tell when you ask certain questions or when certain stories are brought up you can almost tell if someone's like really emotional or they're looking for someone or they're the way they talk like I mean if me and you are out and we're talking if me and you are on a date and we're talking about we're trading stories and all of a sudden I start telling you stories about me bringing home a girl in college or uh or me and this one girl me and my ex or something like you might you know develop this picture of me that oh like he's hooking up or he's like this, you know, stuff like that, or he's not like as sheltered or whatever that may be or reserved. And then from there you can kind of gauge on how their personalities are. So I think if you ask certain questions about things without being like too open-ended and you just share stories and get to know each other, then from there, I think it just comes with, I don't know, like I would say just, it almost naturally comes. I would say like you, you do a follow-up date or you hang out with them in a more relaxed setting I think like if you're constantly going on dinner dates or something like that's not necessarily the the way to go about things. But I think like, oh, go to a bar and have a couple of drinks. Like, so you're more relaxed with each other, stuff like that. Like, I think 
that can help turn in. Cause once you, once, you know, moves are made or Ben or like friends with benefits, like it's crossed into that, then it's pretty much like, that's what it is. It's just that first occurrence, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think you made a really good point about not continuously going on dinner dates. I think if you keep doing things that are like romantic date vibey, then somebody's going to get the wrong message and that will probably lead to someone getting really like disappointed or hurt. So I think, yeah, I like what you said about asking a lot of questions and and kind of just getting a feel through conversation. Um, and then I think if you do think you are entering like friends with benefits territory, I think at some point you have to address it. Like you have to both be like, this is what this is. And, and I know we, I previously did a friends with benefits episode where I brought on a former friend with benefit of mine. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And, but it worked for a while until it didn't. But the reason that it worked was because we were so open about it. Like we, we communicated, like overly communicated about the fact that it was friends with benefits every step of the way. And I think that's the only way that it can actually work. Like if you both know exactly where you stand. Um, yeah, and if, if that, for everyone listening, if you're curious and you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely check it out. Um, it's a really, really interesting and raw and vulnerable conversation with my friend Alex and I, and it did not end well to say the least, but it was fun the, while it lasted. <laughs> wait, wait, the, the podcast episode didn't or like how you the, guys, the friends with benefits didn't. Um, it, it definitely ended with a lot of like there, there were feelings and then there was sadness. Gotcha. And then, I mean, he was one of my best friends for like years before and it, it took a really long time to fix our friendship after that. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's a very strong point is, yeah, setting those guidelines and boundaries because that's ultimately leads to normally someone getting hurt if they have more feelings or it's not communicated or the guy or the girl is like, what are we? Like that question, mm-hmm. that question is, you know, can can be a jolt to the gut sometimes, but you communicate. Yeah. Communication. Every single episode of seeing other people comes back to communication. Just communicate everyone. We can do it. I believe in you. Um, Matt, thank you so much. This has been so fun. I'm so excited to watch the rest of your journey unfold and I'll be very much on the edge of my seat staying tuned for season two. Where can all of our listeners find you and follow you and stay up to date with everything you're doing? Yeah. So, uh, well, I appreciate you having me on. It was great talking to you. We had a great conversation. I feel like we, I hope we helped some of the listeners with some maybe questions they have or with some maybe relationship advice and stuff. So that's awesome. Um, I always encourage people to follow my journey uh, and check out my website at 50dates50states.com. And then also um, I'm really TikTok heavy. So I encourage people to check out my TikTok 50dates50states and then my Instagram at Matthew Wernig. And when people when people go to my website, they can see all my socials listed and things like that. So and read about my journey and see all my dates and all that good stuff. Amazing. Everyone can go down a rabbit hole of all the dates that Matt has gone on. Which I think is what every single person is going to do after listening to this. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much. This has been so great. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next Tuesday.